Hi, this is Kelly. And this is Jenna. And you're listening to ODFM. This episode is one dorsal fin from murder. This story was, I learned about it from my um, high school aged niece who was asking me about our podcast, right? Okay. And she's like, I like true crime. I'm like, do you really? She's like, have you ever heard of this one? And I go, excuse me? And she's telling me about it. And then my 11 year old was like, mom, you should do this story and call it one dorsal fin. Oh, genius kids. I know, right? I was like, ah, oh. so I'm I'm bringing I am bringing to the world the next generation of true crime fans. The next generation of true crime. Yep. <laughs> I love it. Dorsal fin. Okay, dorsal okay. fin. Are you ready for this? I think so. <laughs> I, I feel a little it's a little fishy, but it boom. Okay, and we've met our dad joke quota for the day. Yes, well, Father's Day is coming up. So, You're right, you know, Father's Day tributes. is coming. So tributes. there you go. All right. Okay, so this is another one, another story out of Australia. I think I know Ooh. why we have so many people who listen to us from Australia. Yes. There are a lot of crazy good stories that come Ooh. out of Australia. <laughs> I think they should invite us there to do a story on site. You know what? I think Yes, I think that would be a great I idea. I mean, otherwise as long we, as, we can't live no, the as story. Long as it can't be spider season, though. I won't. I can't. Is there a spider season there? Um, I've seen, or is it year I've, round? Oh God, <laughs> I've seen pictures where it's like it looks like snow, but it's um, it's webs, mm. and they like basically rain down on you, and that might be my worst nightmare. Maybe if they pay us enough. <laughs> I, I yeah, no? I don't know. I don't. Mm. Okay. <laughs> Whatever they paid me would go straight into therapy so that I could function for the rest of my life. So I don't know. Years um, and years. <laughs> yeah. Right. Okay. <laughs> Take a lot. So, All right. and this is a little bit older. This is April 1935. <gasps> Ooh, a historical one. Historical I love historical one. ones. I know you do. Okay. Yeah. And this is Kooji, C-O-O-G-E-E. And I looked it up and that's Ooh. how they pronounce it is Kooji. Okay. Kooji, New South Wales, Australia. Kooji. So Kooji is a beachside suburb of Sydney. Do people wear special underwear called Coochie coochie cover-ups. <laughs> Sorry. Coochie coochie. I know. That's what it reminds up. me of. Coochie coochie. Right. The name coochie actually is said to be taken from a local Aboriginal word, kuja, which means smelly place. Oh. Which is not. <laughs> See, I was going to go towards Cujo. Which is... <laughs> no. Mm-mm. Well, he's probably smelly too. You're right. Cujo you know, was very smelly. He with all like the, the foaming. And yeah. The, yeah. Despite its name, (laughs) Coogee was a popular tourist attraction. I think it still is, actually. Okay. For families because of its beautiful sandy beach, which was known to have safe swimming conditions. So it so it's got like a nice area, but it you know it's ocean swimming with a sandy beach. It's Um, beautiful pictures wise, right? Okay, looks gorgeous. Another reason that Coogee was uh, uh, popular is they had the Coogee Palace Aquarium and swimming baths just off the beach 
which included an indoor swimming pool, which is what they called this. Because I'm like, what the frick is a swimming yeah. bath? It's okay. an indoor swimming pool. Oh. I don't know. Like, okay. I, me, I find it weird to say bath because bath yeah. to me uh, means like everyone's naked washing. people washing. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And I'm like, I mean, which I guess kind of, you know, public pools yeah. can be like that. But I, I, oh. I like, I can't think about that or I won't mm-mm, go. Mm-mm, mm-mm. <laughs> so same mm-hmm. yeah bath to me means you're you're getting washed yeah, you're, you're getting coming clean. you're coming mm-hmm. gross all the dirt is <laughs> coming off mm. and maybe that's why it smelled oh <laughs> i don't know Ew. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> right mm. the kuji palace aquarium and swimming swimming baths had an indoor swimming pool an aquarium and a great hall that could be used as a roller skating rink well you know you know right, right. <laughs> may as well combine it all in one right put it all together oh I know. And there was also a Canadian toboggan that ran down the hillside for over 70 meters. I'm not done yet. And a herd of 14 donkeys to ride. (laughs) Well, no wonder it smells. (laughs) Plus swings, whirly gigs, rocking horses, toy boats, aviaries, flower beds, and a bandstand and an open air bar. Okay, so... This is like Disney (laughs) miniaturized. Right. This is like an amusement park. This is Australia's miniature Disney World. (laughs) I like it. Is there underwater bowling? Because that sounds like I don't see it in the list. Oh, I don't see it. But in 1935, Bert Hobson, who was the proprietor of the Palace Aquarium Park, (laughs) right, of the fun, the fun zone, the fun place. He had seen a dramatic drop in business because the Kuji Pier, the Kuji, okay, <laughs> the Kuji Pier, which had which had a fourteen hundred seat theater, a large ballroom, a restaurant, and a petty arcade. Oh, so they had a pier, so it was like the Navy Pier of oh yes of this of place, right? Kuji um, okay. of Kuji. It had been demolished the previous year because of the rough surf. Oh, ew. which is weird because they said yeah. there was rough surf, but it was also a self safe place to swim. Yeah, huh? Maybe it's certain times of the year it's rough. Yeah, maybe that's it. So that was another big attraction, and that place had been demolished the year before. So now he's seeing this like oh, this lag in business, yeah. right? Now there's fewer people coming to visit the beach, and this is uh-huh. his livelihood, right? Yeah. So one day in April of 1935, Bert Hobson and his son Ron were out fishing a few kilometers offshore, and they caught a small shark. Oh, God. As they were reeling it in, a four-meter, one-ton tiger shark oh, Jesus. wallowed the smaller <gasps> shark that they were reeling in and got tangled up oh, no. in their net. Oh, so they no. got this. T- so they actually oh, pulled God. in this tiger shark. Well, we did one up, one up it, son. So, Bert got an idea. He quickly made arrangements to have it transported to the aquarium, hoping it would be a hot new attraction and he could charge people to see it, right? Because this was Mm -hmm. like, like, people didn't keep, like... mm -hmm. It's like pre-SeaWorld. Exactly. Like, they didn't even have real horses there, right? They had donkeys and rocking horses. So, he's actually bringing in, like, an actual tiger shark. (laughs) This is a big deal. Yeah, that's a huge deal. Yeah. The plan worked. Shark attacks had been on the rise recently, and spectators came to see one of these man-eaters up close. Like, people oh, are gosh. now obsessed with this idea yeah. of sharks, right? Oh, no. And yet, they're still going to the beach. So, no, I know. mean, why not? I want to go see right. one, and then I'll stick my <laughs> foot know? in its mouth. Oh, yeah. God. Take this. Oh, right. <laughs> a week after the attraction opened, it was actually a national holiday called Anzac Day. 
I meant to look up to Ooh, see what that is, but that I almost that. sounds like a drug. It does, doesn't Zantac it? Zantac day. It, but it also could either be for indigestion or for your sinuses. I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm not sure which one it's good for, <laughs> it's but I'll take it. Hybrid. Hey, give it a shot. It might help. So it's a national holiday. So the aquarium had a flood of visitors. So the place is packed this day, right? He's okay. making bank. This is great. Nice. But at 4.30 p.m. that day, the shark began behaving erratically. Mm-mm. He took some Zantac. He, he did. Yeah. <laughs> or Anzac. maybe he should. He probably should have, actually. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh-oh. It repeatedly was ramming itself into the walls oh. of its tank oh. before it sank to the bottom. <gasps> And started swimming lazily in like irregular circles. Oh, God. So we're That's like, what my goldfish, every time I get a fish. That's my, what it does? Yeah, basically like, ugh, I should not have aquariums. Yeah, but but if you're standing in front of a giant glass tank and it starts doing that, I'd start. Oh, I'd be gone. Bye. Uh-huh. So it's lazily swimming in circles near the bottom. Okay. Then it began to convulse. Oh, poor thing. Uh-oh. Oh, and shit. then it vomited. <gasps> oh, God. A human arm. that was the world's quietest scream (laughs) only the dolphins and the sharks heard you (laughs) oh my god okay i didn't want to blow everyone's eardrums (laughs) well that was nice of you thanks according to a reporter from the sydney morning herald who was there to write about the new display so there was a reporter right there to report on it, right? Let me take some pictures, yeah. Right. Oof. Okay, so this is a quote. Copious brown froth, which smelled really foul, I would imagine. <laughs> yeah. Coogee. Coogee. <laughs> came from the shark's mouth, and a bird, a rat, a load of muck, and a human arm with oh a piece God. of rope tied around it floated ah! to the surface. Oh, God. Okay. So I found a couple differing reports, right? Okay. Um, Some said that the tiger shark vomited up the smaller shark and that the smaller shark had actually (laughs) ingested the arm, but whatever. There was a shark and it threw up an arm. Those those Russian nesting dolls. Yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Matryoshka. Yes. Yeah, whatever. a shark vomited an arm. It really doesn't matter who. We don't care who. <laughs> no. It we just don't vomited care. and there was a piece of a human. Okay. So it's going to take a short break so we could all sit there with yeah. this image of the Digest. frothy brown. <laughs> <laughs> Digest it. Today's episode is brought to you by Omeo. Omeo is a travel booking platform that makes planning a journey in Europe and North America effortless. Just enter your travel details and Omeo will magically give you all the train, bus, flight, and ferry options for your journey. It's never been simpler to book your first real vacation for 2021. Best of all, using Omeo saves you time and money. And that's a win-win in our books. Omeo wants to help you leave your house this summer by offering 5% off your next booking. Just head to omeo.com and use the code LISTENER5 at checkout. That's O-M-I-O dot com with the code LISTENER5, L-I-S-T-E-N-E-R 5 at checkout. Valid until the 30th of June for new users on all modes of transport. It's just the pick-me-up 2021 needs. Omeo. Plan, book, and love the journey. Terms and conditions apply. So the police were called. Obviously. Oh, I could. That's <laughs> right? good. Mm-hmm. 
And the coroner and a shark expert examined the arm. They concluded that it had not been bitten off by the shark. Yeah, I mean, it had a rope attached. Right. It had no tooth marks. It seemed that the limb had been cleanly removed at the shoulder with a knife and then swallowed whole. Uh, (laughs) I hope no one's eating right now. I know. I was like, well, at least I I didn't eat today yet. So (laughs) maybe I will. This will be a good fasting day. There you go. We should probably have like a vomit warning for certain episodes. Like, you know. (laughs) Good idea. (laughs) We'll put a little vomit. Yeah, there emoji. you go. <laughs> right. Don't worry about the explicit language. It's the yeah, vomit factor. It's the vomit you factor. Gotta... <laughs> okay. Okay. So police started a homicide investigation and Against allowed the, the shark. Yeah, right. Against yeah. the shark, right. Exactly. He was brought in for questioning. Into him. <laughs> <laughs> so they allowed a local newspaper, the Sydney Truth, to print a description and a picture of the tattoo that was found on the arm. On the arm's bicep, in the hopes that someone would be able to identify it. So I actually have the newspaper clipping. So at this right? time of, uh, yeah, I need to see that. So at that time of history, mm-hmm. uh, would a tattoo be like a sailor? This was actually an image of two boxers squaring off. Ooh. It was a very basic, hmm. cheap clip art. Yeah. <laughs> kind of looking like, black and huh. just straight black and white. Two boxers with their fists. Interesting. You know. Okay. A man did recognize it as belonging to his brother, James oh. Smith, who was a bookie, an amateur oh, boxer. Oh, okay. And a small time crook who had gone missing a few weeks earlier. GMA. Yep, exactly. So, Jimmy Smith, 45 years old, was born in England. He started working as a builder in the early 1930s, and he was employed by Reginald Holmes. And soon after, he began doing a variety of jobs for Mr. Holmes, not all of them on the up and up. So Reginald Holmes came from a long line of boat builders spanning back from 1850. Hmm. His father and his grandfather were both successful boat builders, and Reginald followed in the family business and operated a thriving business of building speedboats. But apparently that wasn't enough for him. Oh, that's pretty amazing. Okay. Right. So they they have this, yeah, big family thing. His most lucrative operations were the less than legal kind. Ah, yes. Mm -hmm. Dabbling in the the dark side. Exactly. He was a smuggler. Oh, shit. And he used his speedboats to coordinate drops of cocaine cigarettes and other contraband from passing ships which he would then turn around and sell in sydney of course i mean come on and jimmy smith would run the speedboats for the pickups oh that's a good racket yeah okay reginald also worked several insurance scams because apparently this is before people caught on to this stuff i guess yeah he just keeps doing shit okay so one scam that was the previous year in 1934 Involved buying a pleasure cruiser named Pathfinder. Oh. <laughs> which, By Nissan. Right, exactly, right? It's a Nissan Pathfinder, mm-hmm. which he then overinsured and sank. Oh. oh, okay, yeah. And he employed Jimmy Smith as the caretaker of the Pathfinder. Oh, I see. Mm-hmm. Reginald Holmes also employed Jimmy's friend, Patrick Brady, who I believe also went as Patty. 
Parry. It is your day, our Irish Parry. Ah. I went to college with a Patty, a dude Patty. Yeah. Oh, did you really? Oh yeah. my gosh. P A D D Y. Yeah. Hottie. All right. Well, Patrick Brady was an ex serviceman who had been convicted of forgery. Oh, Patty. Oh, what yeah, are see? you involved in now, you leprechaun? Fucking <laughs> Patty. Feckin'. It'd be more like feckin' Patty. Feckin'. Yes, feckin'. exactly. <laughs> All right. Oh, my God. Okay. Patrick Brady would forge checks from some of Reginald Holmes' wealthy clients for small oh, amounts that God. they would notice, and okay. then Holmes and Smith would go cash them. Oh, shiz. Oh, they were, you know, this was before anybody thought of any of this stuff, apparently, because uh, they were getting away with it left and right. They're the OGs. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. As you would expect, Jimmy Smith and Reginald Holmes started having disagreements over some of the scams they were can't, pulling. You know, I can't imagine why. I mean, yeah. Right. You know, uh, people no control. Mm -hmm. Right. Illegal things and money's being made. Yeah. And, you know, rules aren't followed. Yeah. yeah right. Nobody has rules. So. And uh, it is believed that since Reginald was well known and respected in the community, oh. that Jimmy decided to start blackmailing him. Oh, Jimmy. Okay. Yeah. It's like, I need my fortune out of this too, dude. Right. Exactly. I'm going to keep doing this stuff. But if you want me to keep my mouth shut on Sunday, April 7th, Jimmy Smith told his wife he was going fishing, mm -hmm. but he was last seen late that night with Patrick Brady playing cards at the Cecil hotel, different Cecil hotel. than the I know. It's like, Netflix. wait a minute. <laughs> That's Whoa, what I said. I was like, creepy. Right. Is he nope. opened those tanks too. <laughs> right. right? <laughs> <laughs> well, he was, Found parts of him underwater. No! Oh, yeah. Cecil must be a bad, yeah, bad juju. It, yeah. Okay. It just, yeah, it doesn't matter where it's at. This was the Cecil Hotel in Cronulla, a suburb of Sydney. Mm. Okay. They were there playing cards, and then they went back to a small cottage that Patrick was renting nearby. Later that same night, Patrick took a taxi from his cottage directly to the residence of Reginald Holmes. Police spoke to the taxi driver who reported that Patrick Brady was disheveled, frightened, and clearly hiding something under his jacket. Hmm. What you hiding, Jimmy? Mm. No, this is Patrick. Oh. Oh, this Patrick is Patty. Oh, Patty. Patty. What are you right, hiding, Patty? Exactly. Okay. Patrick Brady's landlord told police that he, that Patty had vacated his rectum. His rectum. He <laughs> <laughs> vacated his rectum. <laughs> Thank God for that. Oh, my God. We Again, got vomiting. We, we got diarrhea. Vacating. We got all kinds of things. No. Whew. He vacated his rented cottage shortly okay. after Jimmy Smith went missing and before his lease was up. Oh, Patty. Mm. You're mm -hmm. sus. Totally. The landlord also reported that when he checked the cottage, the mattress and the trunk that was in there had been replaced. Mm. the walls had been cleaned i don't know a lot of men, men that clean walls that's just mm. a, I'm just that's, gonna put that out there, that's right? totally suspect in itself and a rowboat that was included with the cottage had been scrubbed i don't know a lot of people that scrub their rowboats Roboats, yeah hmm. <laughs> now scrubbed the rowboat you scrubbed the rowboat <laughs> okay right? yeah hmm Three weeks after Jimmy Smith's arm was regurgitated by a shark <laughs> in front of a full audience. I'm sure there's some kids out there that they were like, had this nightmares is a show for a long of my time. Life. Yeah. <laughs> right. Well, some had nightmares and others yeah. were probably like, others that were was like, the yeah. coolest. Yeah. <laughs> Three weeks after the shark vomit incident, 
uh, Patrick Brady was arrested for Jimmy Smith's murder. Okay. Patrick swore he was innocent and instead pointed the finger at Reginald Holmes. Mm. Hmm. Okay. Doesn't seem like Reggie's the type to do things himself. Yeah, right? He's got he's, he's got, got people money. For that. He's got right, people. Right. When, peop- when people when people <laughs> <laughs> see what you did? I did when, it. when police questioned Reginald, he denied ever having met Patrick Brady. Hmm. But four days after police interviewed him, in the early morning hours, Reginald Holmes took a brandy bottle and a pistol and got in his speedbook. Speedbook. Speedboat. <laughs> I was like, whoa, there's fast books now too? Crap. Speedboat. <laughs> he got into his speedboat and took it out into Sydney's Lavender Bay. Ooh. He got extremely drunk and huh. shot himself in the head. Oh. But he didn't die. Okay. The small caliber bullet oh, no. just flattened against his forehead and it knocked him out. And the force (laughs) blasted him backwards into the water. So this is like the definition of a thick skull. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) I'm like, what kind of wussy ass bullet was in this gun? I just like. It's one of those airsoft. I don't know. It was a a Nerf gun. I don't know. I'm like, do they have Nerf guns then? I don't think so. But um, this, this part of it all was, it kind of was making me think of the movie Fargo. Because, like, yeah, there's uh, real murder and, like, gruesome yes, stuff. But, but it's also, also hilarious. Right, complete fuck-ups. That <laughs> he, he point blank shot himself in the head and it didn't work. I just, I'm like, that was weird. He falls in the water. Oh, the geez. water revives him. <laughs> he scrambles back up into the speedboat. Remember, he's uh, drunk off his ass, too. Oh, right? yeah, right. And he sets off towards Sydney Harbor. He drove erratically around the harbor. Disrupting oh, yeah. the morning ferry service, okay. right? Because he's drunk and he's right. Because he's drunk, but... right? <laughs> While two water police boats chased him mm. for four hours. Oh Jesus! <laughs> How did he not pass out by that point? <laughs> I don't know. He was off. He was awake. Whatever. Anyways, and he didn't run out of gas. So. Yeah. Well, that water so, must have something in it to revive so, him so well. <laughs> After four hours, he he went out a few miles out to sea, stopped the boat, and surrendered. And he was arrested and taken to a hospital. Okay. <laughs> Do you own a small business or make cool and unusual handcrafted items? We love artists and small business owners, and we would be stoked to help you get the word out about yours. Consider advertising with us through this podcast. It's super affordable, and our podcast reaches every corner of the U.S. and even worldwide. To find out more, visit odfmpodcast.com and click on the Advertise With Us link. Let's get your creativity into the hands of people who would love it. bullet made a tinfoil i don't know like how do you i was like how do you shoot point blank yeah uh, yeah spell. uh yeah or a, mm-hmm, a bb gun a BB- <laughs> i think even that would do some even damage, that would at least though, like right? <laughs> leave a mark the skin. leave a mark that's <laughs> gonna leave a mark oh god okay that's hilarious this is why i love the historical ones the historical ones they're, are they're, are ridiculous. They're so <laughs> out there. And you're like, they oh. are. 
what? This I feel like this is one of those stories where if it had been written as a script, mm-hmm. people like, would be like, oh, right, God. Like, no, that's this not could believable. be a cartoon, maybe, but right, that's about it. Know. Now that he's been arrested, <laughs> police question Reginald Holmes again. And he tries to explain away his suicide attempt and the boat chase by saying he had been attacked and shot in his home, fled in the boat, and mistook the police for his assailants for four hours. <laughs> for four hours <laughs> in circles. Right. And he was like, I was confused. I don't know. Like, it was just like, oh, when God. it was clear the police weren't buying his story. Yeah. Was like, Shocker. Okay. All right. Let um, me tell you the truth. All right. Okay, so I did know Patrick Brady. Okay. Oh, all right. But this is the story he told police. He claimed that Patrick Brady turned up at his house late one night holding Jimmy Smith's severed arm. Just randomly. Right. He showed up. (laughs) (laughs) He's waving the arm. Hi. Oh, my God. Okay. Yeah, right, we're, the image we're of that bad. Right there. Sorry, that was, <laughs> that was awesome. Whew. All right, I, know, Reginald... I can't get out of my head now. <laughs> I, can't I can't just picture him waving it, arms flapping. Hey, Reggie. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Oh God. Okay. I keep picturing. There's a T-shirt that I've seen that I want, and it's a picture of several different Star Wars characters who have had their arms cut off, and it says, oh, "Raise your hand if you like Star Wars." And they're holding their seven oh, arms. Awesome. I want it so bad. Okay. <laughs> So Holmes said that Patrick had killed Jimmy in his cottage, dismembered his body, and then placed the parts in a trunk, which he tossed into Gunamata Bay. But he kept the arm with the tattoo on it to show Holmes. So there was no mistaking who the victim was, right? All right. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. So then Patrick threatened to do the same thing to Holmes if he didn't pay him 500 pounds right then and there. Oh, all right. I did a little digging. For context, 500 Australian pounds in 1930 is equivalent to more than 21,000 American dollars today. Wow. Okay. I don't know about you, but I don't have that just sitting in my house. No. Right? Also, this was kind of interesting. In some circles in the 20s and 30s, tossing a body in the ocean this way was referred to as a Sydney send-off. Oh, <laughs> the vast uncharted ocean and its many access points made it a perfect place for disposing a body. Oh, that is very interesting. Okay. Sydney send off, right? Uh, I'm going to give you the Sydney send off. And people right. these days are like, that sounds fabulous. Sign <laughs> no, me up. Yeah, no, no, it's like getting a that. pair of cement shoes. Yeah, you know, not as that. cool as you'd think, right? Not as fun. According to Reginald Holmes, he paid Patrick Brady the money because apparently he had it. I don't know. Well, yeah. You in know. a drawer. Let me go. Did you think? <laughs> Let me check my wallet. Right. Exactly. He paid Patrick Brady the money and Patrick left, but he left the arm in Reginald's oh. living room. Oh, dude, you left your arm You forgot here. your arm, man. What am I supposed uh, to do with this? I forgot. So. I, it doesn't have a pager on right. it or anything. Right. I can't. <laughs> <laughs> so. I my arm. <laughs> Imagine if it had his watch and like the alarms going off. Okay. Okay. So in a panic, Patrick Holmes drove to a nearby port and tossed the arm into the ocean where it was eventually eaten by a shark. Mm -hmm. By a couple of sharks. A couple of sharks. Sharks? Sharks. Sharks. (laughs) Possibly. (laughs) And I believe he had tied it to like something heavy, hence the rope that was still attached. Oh, gotcha. Reginald Holmes agreed to be a witness at the inquest into Jimmy Smith's death. 
which would be held a few months later, starting June 12th. Okay. They're going forward with charging Patty Brady. And this is their star witness, right? All right. But on June 11th, which is the day before the inquiry was supposed to start, which I think is like a grand jury, if I'm understanding it right. Holmes withdrew 500 pounds from his account, which... I guess because he had used all the money that he had in the house. Yeah. So I guess he had to go it's to like the bank. I do have to go to the bank this time. <laughs> right, exactly. Right. I don't have any more cash laying around. Um, so he withdrew 500 pounds from his account. And later that evening, he told his wife he had to go meet someone. He was very cautious as he left his house, even having his wife accompany him outside to the door of his car. Huh. Which like, I thought was what's like. What's she going to do? <laughs> I what, what are you going to use her as a human shield? Like maybe her name's like Greta, and she's really big and tough. <laughs> I got you, Reggie. I'm, I'm I'm a little scared. You can you can you take me to my car? <laughs> she's like, um, God damn it, Reggie! Not again, <laughs> you pussy! Oh God! Uh, okay. Early the next morning, Reginald Holmes was found dead in his car ooh. with three bullets to his chest, which actually went through. Oh, these ones worked. These these worked. And he was shot at close range. Mm. So he was dead, three shots, chest, obviously Uh-oh. head, not the spot to do it. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> he like, was God. I'm going to hell. Okay. <laughs> we all are. It's okay. <laughs> he was parked at Miller's Point under the Sydney Harbor Bridge. Mm. The scene was made to look like a suicide, but forensics showed that he was murdered. Yeah, it'd be a little difficult to shoot yourself three times. You would think the first three one times, right, would probably hurt chest. bad enough. You're like, oh my God, I don't think I can do this again. Right. Unless he was using the same Nerf bullets. Yeah. And they just crumbled, right? And, yeah. <laughs> yeah. How do how does one shoot themselves three times in the chest? So, yeah. right. They tried to make it look like a suicide. Okay. But... <laughs> yeah, not very believable. Okay. So some people speculate that he took a hit out on himself as a form of suicide. Hmm. Okay. That way, his family would be spared the embarrassment of his crimes being brought up in court. Mm. And they would be able to collect on his life insurance uh, payouts. Yeah, that's the one I was going to mention. Interesting. Okay. So mm. that's interesting. So he could have had a, a hit taken out on himself. However, if that's if he was going to do it, why would he bring his wife outside? It's good point. Yeah, that's a good point. Hmm. Or uh. not here elsewhere like right have a plan i don't know it's yeah. just weird huh all right it was weird anyway so patrick brady still went on trial for the murder of jimmy smith okay but without holmes as a witness the case against him was purely circumstantial oh. and without the rest of jimmy smith's body there was no way to prove there was a homicide yeah prove he's dead you could still right. lose an arm and live exactly oh. right so patrick brady was acquitted Oh, wow. Okay. Right. He also denied having anything to do with the deaths of Jimmy Smith or Reginald Holmes until his death in 1965 at the age of 76. So he swore he was innocent this whole time. Okay. In 1995, an author named Alex Castles wrote a book called The Shark Arm Murders. Because what else would you call it? (laughs) Dorsal fin diaries what? i Wait, don't know fake diaries that is a better one actually <laughs> that's a good one <laughs> well also the shark arm murders sharks don't have arms it makes it sounds like yeah, the, the sharks have arms right okay uh, like so they're it, they're murdering right. the sharks that have arms but everyone right, else exactly <laughs> mm. 
Is that why they went extinct? (laughs) That's it. Yes. (laughs) They couldn't swim. Okay. So in his book, he theorized that a criminal named Eddie Wayman had Jimmy Smith murdered. It had nothing Mm -hmm. to do with the other two. Oh, okay. Many years after his death, it was discovered that Jimmy Smith had been a police informant Oh. Known as a fizzer or a fizz gig, as they were Ooh. called at the time. No, fizzer. <laughs> are you a fizz gig? Are I'm you a fizzer? Are you a, so instead of, you a narc? You a right. fizz gig? Fess up, man. How do you say that with a straight face? Are I you know. a fizz gig? Are you, <laughs> are you a fizzer? Are you a fizzer? No, man. And, and like it's got to have the Australian. <laughs> I like girls. <laughs> no, man. <laughs> it's weird. It just, it doesn't sound. I, I like, like flat. Water, man. <laughs> no. <laughs> you a fizzer. No, no, no. I can't handle the carbonation. I'm good. Give me gas. Give me some of that Anzac. I can see that Anzac. Bring on the oh. Anzac for the fizzers. It all fizzers. comes it full all, circle, right? Now it all makes sense. So Eddie Wayman was one of Australia's most dangerous men in, 19, in the 1930s. Oh. And as a result of information that Jimmy had given police... Wayman and one of his associates were caught red-handed raiding a bank. Oh. So there was a lot of motive for this guy to take Jimmy out, right? Okay. Mm -hmm. But the rest of Jimmy Smith's body has never been found (sighs) because he got a Sydney send-off. Yeah. Supposedly. I don't know. Yeah, who knows? Right? And no one else has ever been charged with Jimmy's murder or the death of Reginald Holmes. Still an ongoing mystery. It's a a mystery. We don't know exactly what happened to either one of them. Maybe um, if a bunch of fish had eaten them, the DNA would carry on in future fishes. And now we could do DNA analysis and genealogy <laughs> of, or uh, or not the, sh- that, the sharks with the arms were, <laughs> did, were their arms able to hold guns could they have <laughs> they totally shot him that was it it was the armed it was armed the sharks shark. wait, wait. <laughs> knock 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 who's there land shark <laughs> land shark who ah, the armed so, sharks the armed has shark. so many meetings now it's, it's very deep. It has many levels. Many levels. Many. It's like an onion. Mm-hmm. The sharks were armed. <laughs> oh, in what way? Ooh, Both. Armed. They had Both. arms. <laughs> they, had, they had arms in their arms. <laughs> they were oh armed God. with arms. <laughs> God. Okay. It's like those um, <laughs> little little finger hands, you know, that you can put on your fingers. What? That. <laughs> The fingers you can put on your hands. <laughs> the tiny hands that oh, fit on your fingers. Those are but so there, creepy. There are several arm <laughs> arm arm inception. Yes. <laughs> oh shit. We're not even oh, drunk. Hey, no, I I'm drinking water. So would you like to hear my sources? Because I didn't actually read I'm- the shark arm murders. Book. Oh, darn. I think we're going to need to read that now. I, right. And yes. everyone needs to put it on their summer reading list. Yes, please. <laughs> oh, my God. We could have like a book club like Oprah, but it's ODFM's <laughs> book club. <laughs> Fizzy. Here's, fizz here's, your summer reading. here's your summer reading Oh, my list. God. That could be amazing. I got my information from news.com.au, wikipedia.org, because well, yeah, I mean, <laughs> you can find anything mm-hmm. there. And it's all true. And it's all true, 100% verified. <laughs> AtlasObscura.com, ClermontSun.com, and DictionaryOfSydney.org, which has a lot of information on Sydney 
and oh. it's not a dictionary. Oh, interesting. <laughs> like, huh. I don't think you're using that word right. <laughs> but there's no coochie.org. Or- no, there wasn't a coochie.org. <laughs> not a current story, not a very long story. It's a good story. But a perfectly wonderful, weird, wacky. Yes, historical. Historical. Crazy. Shark. There's vomit. <laughs> there's arms there's- and <laughs> sharks and vomit. Well, thank you everybody for listening to this week's wacky, wonderful story. And I really hope we get more listeners from Australia because you guys have some awesome stories. Oh my God. If you enjoy the weird, wacky ones, we do have a Patreon episode, right? That was a Patreon episode about the the woman who, you know, tried to serve her boyfriend as dinner. Yes, it is a Patreon one. Yes. It's a Patreon. Yeah. So, um, so subscribe to Patreon. You can listen to, um, it's quite the story mm, and it is australian mm-hmm. and it is australian mm. right we had another one. Oh, it was the um the, sh- the ship the uh, one dive from murder that was the couple on the honeymoon yes and, that was and they went to australia, australia. Mm-hmm. maybe they'll sponsor us in moving there for- again i'm not going during spider oh. season oh yeah <laughs> I can't all right if it's a season there it's like there's five seasons there's five <laughs> Spider seasons the spider the one season. we'll avoid. Right. Any other right. time? You know what? What'll happen is we will try to book something, and I'll be like, "Wow, look at the great rates we can get with yes. we now," and that will be why. And, and we'll like, find out it's spider and snake season. Right. Very tiny writing. Yeah. <laughs> it's a disclaimer. Spider season. It's oh, spider season. snake season and jellyfish season. Don't oh, swim in the god. ocean. Yeah. Oh god. Okay. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> never mind. I just wanted to see a wallaby. <laughs> Well, thank you, everybody. Join us next week. We got another good one coming. Yeah. Tell your friends about us. Um, Make sure you subscribe to us wherever you're listening to us. If it's Apple or Spotify or Google or iHeart or all the other ones that we're on, those are just the ones I think. I know there's so many. Exactly. You can follow us on Twitter, on Facebook, on Instagram. Email us. Podcast at Gmail. If you know any wacky, bizarre stories, mm-hmm. we love those the most. Mm, we love right? them. So please email us. If you want to research it, great. If you're just like, hey, I heard about this one, and yes. just give us the tip, that's fine too. We'll Just we'll... the tip. <laughs> <laughs> you I said... knew you weren't going to let that go. I knew it. As soon as I said it, I knew it. Oh, God. Um, any opportunity, you know? Bye. To see images from this story, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at ODFM Podcast, or on our website at odfmpodcast.com, where you'll also find a link to our merch store, where you can get awesome stuff like t-shirts, mugs, stickers, and more. And if the weekly podcast just isn't enough to fill your ODFM cup full, join our fan club on Patreon for more content like minisodes, bloopers, and discounts at our merch store. That site is patreon.com slash ODFM podcast. And if you do love our bloopers and need more than we naturally do, which is a lot, buy us a glass of wine at buymeacoffee.com slash ODFM podcast. Thanks for listening to another episode of ODFM hosted by Kelly DeVries and Jenna Swanson. Production and editing by Kelly DeVries. Theme music by Eric Swanson. 
ODFM is a satirical true crime podcast for entertainment purposes only. The stories you hear are serious and true. The comments and opinions are not. We apologize if any of our content is harmful or disrespectful. 